Thanks for tuning to Digital Voices Podcast, where we chat digital transformation, challenges and opportunities across healthcare and life sciences. And now, your host, Ed Marks. Ed here. Welcome to Digital Voices. So glad you can join us. I know you have a lot of different choices and there's so many good podcasts out there to listen to. I listen to a variety as well. And you can also be listening to music, but for a good reason. You've tuned in with us on Digital Voices. I think you're really going to like this particular episode. Uh, again, commercial-free, sponsor-free. This is all about content. Now, with that said, I do want to let you know that Tono Health, I am on their advisory board. So I am on their board and help provide some guidance, uh, but a big believer in what they do, and you'll understand why as we introduce Dr. Mandy yeah. So Mandy, welcome to Digital Voices. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And you have such a fascinating uh, last name. Tell us a little bit about, you know, where you, uh, your ethnic background, where you grew up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in Bethesda, Maryland, right outside of DC. And my family is Persian. So Persian name, Mondana, um, yeah, and Persian background. Yeah, it's very cool. And I was always interested in just, you know, people's background and, and where they come from. And the names are always interesting. And um, and I just think it provides really a, a rich, richer context for the different things. And we first met through Tono Health. So you and your husband are the co-founders. And so we connected that way. And we also did a YouTube uh, video together. So if people are interested in hearing more about Tono Health, you can go to my YouTube channel on YouTube under Edward Marks, and you will find a little bit more on Mandy there. So uh, it's really good stuff. Mandy, with Digital Voices, everyone has the same first question, which is, what are the songs on your playlist? So what kind of music do you like to listen to? Yeah, so recently I have been reliving and loving a lot of my high school favorites. So a lot of Linkin Park, Jay-Z, Nirvana, uh, you know, some songs that bring back great memories and a lot of uh, subtle teenage angst. So yeah, that's been on my playlist a lot. Recently. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, what about your life message and mantra? Are there words that you live by or a quote that you really like? You know, what kind of sort of sums up your drive? Yeah. There is a quote from Charles Darwin that I really love uh, that is, it is not the strongest of the species, nor the most intelligent, but the one that is most adaptive to change. And the reason I love this quote is because I see this every day in dermatology. What was needed 10 years ago is so different than what's needed today. So for example, in dermatology, we used to actually use a lot of really flowery jargon and terminology to describe these skin conditions. For example, there is this uh, certain vaginal rash that was described as strawberries and cream. And my colleagues and I used to always joke, like, who thought of that? Who thought that was a great description? Um, but now we just send a picture and it has a lot more information. And as they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I, I can certainly relate to that. that. That reminds me, like when you meet people, so like as a dermatologist, are you tempted to look at their skin? Like, hey, just, you have some acne there or some sort of rash? I mean, 
how does that impact you? Like, I mean, I always wonder, like, when you're a specialist in something, like, does that stand out to you? Do you quickly look? Yeah, I think that, you know, inevitably, um, you notice some things, especially if something really stands out. But I don't know, I like to, you know, when I'm not working, I do like to have a normal life. So not as much as you would think. Yeah, I you know it's probably like a super tech person, which I'm not. But I've seen super tech people and and they'll want to see your phone or they're always like their their eyes their their paradigm is like all about the tech. And so they'll see something like, oh, what version of that is that, you know, or what, you know, what vendor is that? So, so I always wondered about it, like if you're a clinician, like doing the sort of the same thing. I asked my wife the same thing, you know, because as you know, she's, she uh, has a med spa and does a lot of aesthetic things. So let's talk about Tono Health. So why was Tono created? So we started Tono because everyone should benefit from the latest medical innovations. And when I was working at a leading specialty center in New York, I saw firsthand the incredible outcomes patients experienced with complex medical dermatology conditions. So you see what's possible, but the problem is that millions of people don't have access to this level of care. For example, there's only 30 specialists in the entire country for HS, which is a condition that impacts 3 million people in the U.S. But a lot of states don't have any specialists, Mm. like Washington, for example. Pretty big state, no (laughs) HS specialists. And so I knew that the biggest impact I could have was building Tono as the platform to scale this best-in-class level of care so that patients in all communities could access phenomenal specialist treatments and technology. Yeah, I love that. And what about the mission and vision? Yeah, our mission and vision is pretty simple. We want to make specialty care accessible to patients everywhere. And, you know, it uh, sounds a little bit, um, you know, just uh, flowery and just idealistic, but there's a few ways that we've really integrated doing that. So one, we partner with local systems so that patients can get specialty care in their existing communities. And we've really found a lot of success with a hybrid model of specialists that can plug in to support in-person providers locally. Um, The reason for that is because, you know, as we know, uh, healthcare happens primarily in the community. And it's so important to have that local partnership. Yeah, I like the approach. I mean, all those things are sort of what drew me to to be part of uh, Tono, you know, improving the access and making care affordable. And, um, you know, and the things that you're doing to keep patient experience front and center, can you share anything that you're all doing, you know, to make sure that the patients have this great experience? Yes. So it is... Simpler than it sounds, uh, one of the most successful ways we found is talking to them. Uh, So from day one, our goal was really to translate the magic of great patient-physician relationships and that human connection into a virtual care model. And something we realized is, you know, as a doctor, we take for granted that we're the ones interacting with the patients. We get to hear their stories. We see the outcomes. And you get all of the positive reinforcement of like the why, you know, what gets me up in the morning every day is knowing the impact that we're having on the patients. But these outcomes are only possible because of 
everyone else who is also involved in the system who isn't interacting with the patient. So IT, billing, administration, legal. Um, and so at Tono, we facilitate these smaller group meetings for patients to basically share their stories with members of the team that don't normally interact with patients. And this has had two key benefits. One, it's incredibly motivating. It is so inspiring, for example, for engineering to hear about how a patient in a rural area was able to keep their job because of what they built. Um, And it also gives them so many new ideas, like hearing stories through a completely different lens leads to a lot of new ideas and innovation that is completely different from what I would take away from a patient's story. So uh, that has really kept to, or helped to keep patients at the center and foundation of everything that we're doing in building. Yeah, I, I love that that particular focus. Any success to date that you can share? Absolutely. So we are currently in 16 states. We're continuing to expand across the country. And we've recruited an incredible team of next generation specialists from diverse backgrounds So we're really proud that today we're able to deliver care in seven languages. Um, But the real success has been also with the patients. We've built a system to deliver complex medical dermatology care in a virtual setting. Again, as I mentioned, by partnering with the local providers for that day-to-day aspect. And we've been doing this for over a year now, and the outcomes have been absolutely incredible. I had a patient recently that told me, you know, Tono gave me my life back. I haven't felt this great in 20 years. And literally this time last year, uh, wasn't able to spend Thanksgiving with her family. Um, And so, you know, managing patients in rural settings and getting them infusions and prepared for uh, surgery and, you know, getting them to the point of being in remission is so just so invaluable. Um, Yeah. So that's been really great. Yeah, that's really cool. I love hearing stories, how it's really making a significant impact and giving an alternative that didn't exist before. Before we sort of touch in the digital, I realized that I was asking you about your background and then I I, I wanted to further explore a little bit about you and your journey, uh, personal and professional journey, so that the audience can get to know you a little bit uh, better. Anything else you want to share about your your personal professional journey and to what led you, you to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Um, So as I mentioned, uh, grew up in Bethesda, Maryland. I went to college in Atlanta at Emory, um, and then I moved to New York for medical school and training, and I've been here ever since. Uh, Professionally, I'm a dermatologist, and I focus on complex medical dermatology, mainly in three areas. So this condition, hydradenitis separativa, I also focus on skin of color dermatology and teledermatology, and my biggest focus is really on bridging the gap to specialty care by applying technology so that patients everywhere are able to connect with great doctors. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad there's people like you and have the passion that you do to help others. So so we talked about Tono and, and the mission and vision and you know, talked about patient experience and some some stories of success. Now let's just go to digital. How does Tono leverage technology to enable this sort of success? 
Right. That's a great question. So we know patients have trouble reaching care. And so we built a platform that makes it really easy for us to integrate with existing EMRs. And this allows us to be an extension of local providers and health systems so that more patients can get care. Um, We also know that it's increasingly complicated for doctors to manage their patients. And so through Tono's platform, we make it really easy to deliver specialty care in a virtual setting for chronic conditions. Uh, We also know that doctors spend a lot more time ever more than ever before. Uh, I think there are statistics that people spend one full workday on these administrative duties. And so we've built AI to reduce that administrative burden. Um, And finally, we know that reimbursements are decreasing. So we built analytics to really be the foundation for the future of value-based care in dermatology and beyond. So you're using the tech to do all sorts of analysis and, and treatments. What what can you do virtually? Like you already mentioned HS. Um, what other things are you able to do thanks to technology? Right. So as you know, dermatology is a very visual field, and this makes it really well suited to virtual care. So there have been studies that found approximately 80% of dermatology can be done virtually. So chronic skin conditions, whether it's psoriasis, atopic derm, HS, are all incredibly well-suited to do this. Uh, There are obviously limitations. So for example, virtual care, not as well-suited to cosmetics, Um, not as well-suited for total body skin exams, I do think are still best done uh, in person because, you know, it would just be very complicated to get that complete overview. Um, And then finally, procedures, biopsies. And for those, we really work and uh, partner with local providers. With all that early success that you've had, you know, thinking again about digital, have you considered other use cases? So right now, dermatology focus, obviously, mm-hmm. you're a dermatologist, makes a tremendous amount of sense. But as I look at the technology and think about it, there's other uh, subspecialties or specialties that might make the same use out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there are quite a few. One that we have been recently spending a lot more time on is working with surgeons to basically manage their patients before and after surgery. We know that this leads to better outcomes, fewer readmissions, and everyone likes that, again, in an increasingly value-based care world. Um, So that's been another area that we found um, great application across the board. So where do you get... All your different ideas. Is it from listening to Nirvana or um, Jay-Z? How do you think like, oh, I'm going to start this uh, virtual care company or I'm going to, you know, the different things that you're doing. I'm just always curious about people's inspirations. Yeah. So it definitely comes from a few different areas. Um, I have been fortunate to have these incredible mentors uh, from earlier career. I worked with Dr. Greengard, who was a Nobel laureate, Dr. Michael Potter, Lasker Award winner, and Dr. Cohen, who still works with us. And he is a world-renowned expert in complex medical dermatology. So they have definitely contributed a lot to this inspiration and uh, love of innovation. And in terms of, yeah, I also definitely get a lot of ideas from uh, my patients. I would say that that is a really big part of, you know, 
all ideas is that you learn so much every single day from actually treating patients and from interacting with them. You learn more about the pain points. Um, so those are two of the main ones for sure. Are there other areas of transformation that you're all thinking about, um, you know, in terms of uh, anything digital, really? It doesn't have to be directly related to Tono. Yeah. One of the other areas that we think uh, would really benefit is integrating into cancer centers mm -hmm. to provide supportive dermato-oncology because there have been incredible medical innovations in oncology. Uh, we've been able to reduce mortality by 50% using these latest precision treatments and immunotherapies. But one of the top reasons that people actually stop these treatments is because the number one side effect is skin reactions. Mm. And so our plan is to keep patients on these potentially life-saving treatments by integrating subspecialists for supportive dermato-oncology into these cancer centers. And so if we're successful, patients all across the country could get access, multi-specialty care that includes dermatology, just like they would receive at MSK, UCSF, and really bridging that gap to accessing specialty care across the board. Yeah, that's very cool. I, I, I can definitely see the benefit of all that. So we spent some time talking about Tono and then broader digital virtual care applications. Let's talk about leadership. I always love talking to founders like yourself because it takes a lot of leadership to do something like that and be as successful as you all have. Uh, what prepared you in life to take on role as a founder? So if you think about, oh, wow, now I'm a founder and you're, you've had the success, do you ever look back and like, oh, yeah, I could see these two or three things really helped me? Yes, I think it takes some reflection, um, but I would say really a love of research and innovation was instilled in me from a really young age by my parents who are both scientists um, and also the unique perspective of growing up in a non-English speaking household. So it really taught me to appreciate some of the barriers that are often overlooked when it comes to accessing healthcare um, and taught me a lot about what to implement when building Tono. What about the actual startup process? What's the hardest thing that you had to go through? That is a great question as well. Um, I think there is a natural tension between the mindset and the strategies of tech startups and medicine. Because in startups, you know, there's this pressure to go quick and like break yeah. things and we'll figure it out as we go. Um, <laughs> but that is really not appropriate or acceptable in medicine because medicine is the polar opposite. You know, there's not an MVP um, and a lot of these traditional startup isms either don't apply or wouldn't really work in healthcare because you're dealing with patients' lives. So I think it's important that, you know, doctors are playing a key role in building this next stage of healthcare startups because there's a tendency to oversimplify, but 
there's a lot of nuance and complexities um, and reasons behind them that went into developing these very intricate systems because there's high stakes in managing patient health. And we want to make sure that we're you know, doing that first and foremost. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. What do you love most about co-leading Tono Health? I would say it is the ability to organize an incredible group of doctors. Um, This next generation of specialists, they're all so excited and doing amazing things. And knowing that we're innovating and making a difference. When I talk to other doctors in complex medical dermatology, they are like, wow, this is unheard of. You know, how I would love to be able to treat more patients and to um, treat patients in multiple states. And yeah, I would say the most important one, though, for me is still the patients. I think the patients make it all worthwhile. Um, you know, it's really the inspiration that keeps you going and keeps you motivated through the great times, but also through the challenges that you will inevitably cross multiple times in healthcare. Yeah, my, my last question, I always like to ask because I'm looking for answers myself, but in terms of that integrated life and balanced life and all that kind of thing, you know, you're, you're a physician, career, you're in a startup, you're married. Um, how do you recharge your batteries and remain fresh? Like, how do you maintain that mm-hmm. sort of, um, you know, people say balanced life, but integrated life, harmonious life? Yes, I agree. I think integrated is better than balanced um, because it's probably more realistic. But I would say through two different, through a few different uh, ways. One that I found increasingly impactful over the years is um, mentoring. You know, I remember how big of a role that played in my career development, and so the opportunity to mentor this next generation of dermatologists that are coming from all different backgrounds um, has been so refreshing and rewarding. Um, So I'm heavily involved in the Skin of Color Society and work on their uh, mentorship team. Um, And another one that has been incredibly critical is uh, transcendental meditation. That is my key secret to (laughs) being able to maintain um, a level, like relaxed mindset and just that mental clarity, I think has been really huge. So highly recommend. Yeah. Those are some great suggestions. Again, we talked about so many different things. We just added on leadership in addition to everything else I already summarized. What did we miss? Or is there anything you want to double down on? I'll give you the final word. Yeah, I would like to double down on um, the importance of expanding access to specialty care. I mean, we have these incredible new treatments, but now we really need to focus on how do we get them to the patients? Right. Um, and how do we continue to transform patient lives, specifically by integrating with health systems locally to make that all happen? I like that. Manny, this has been a great discussion, learning more about Tono and then also just the capabilities within Derm. Although, as we talked about expandable using virtual and digital technologies and how you're reaching, you know, some underserved populations, improving that access, care affordability and those things. Uh, You're a wonderful person and leader. Thank you so much for being on Digital Voices.
Thank you. Thanks again for having me. Hey, that wraps up another episode of Digital Voices. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Digital Voices Podcast with Ed Marks. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe on your preferred streaming service and leave a rating and review. And most importantly, thanks again for listening.